0: Claire Claire Davis and I'm here for Mental Health Chats. If you like what you see on this channel please subscribe because our aim is to open up conversations from people all over the world so that we understand mental health more. If we can understand mental health more and get people talking we are going to save lives. So please like comment and share any of the mental health chats and subscribe to the channel we can get the word out there and help save lives thank you hello we're here for mental health chats and i just want to ask are you a parent and are you concerned about your teenagers and your young people through COVID 19. i'm claire claire davis as you all know and i'm really really excited to have jason lincoln here who is the head of albies hello jason
1: G'day Claire, how are you going?
0: I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah,
1: fantastic. Probably a little bit little bit cooler over here than it is over there at the moment, but going well in the mighty Armidale. Well,
0: we've been very, very hot here for the last two days. So the last few days, actually. So I'm just going to introduce what Jason does. So you probably notice the accent. Yes, he's from Australia. And he um, is the head of the college, the residential college that I went to at university. It was the University of New England. It still is the University of New England. And he has 300 students that he is responsible for who reside there. So they live there full time through their university days. So he is regularly presented with mental health issues and mental health concerns of the young people. So I'm really, really excited to have Jason here to let us know his insights on how to really actually go about managing the mental health of young people, especially teenagers in these really difficult times. So Jason, can you give us a few insights on how you manage these challenges?
1: Yeah, it's been a obviously recently has been a fascinating period, and and um, I think you know I get a bit sick of the saying unprecedented times and and uh, the can't been like it before and will never be like it again, um, or or that the world will never be the same again. More to the point, but but from our perspective at Albie's, we we are still doing everything we can to remain as a connected community and. Um, whether that connection is physical connection by being at the college or or being connected through other forms such as Zoom who would have ever thought Um, but it's about that connectivity and and what I have found is that uh, that young people struggle in isolation uh, and they struggle in the isolation of being at home um, even though you have your family around you you can become isolated uh, and they struggle in the isolation of being in an environment like ours where you may well be Residing next to someone and walking alongside someone, but you can still feel isolated. So, the way that we have been dealing with mental health is to do everything we can to connect people. And I'm happy to elaborate a bit on that as we as we continue our chat. So, there's a couple of things I want to pick up before we go into the connection. You said young
0: people find it very difficult in isolation. Now, I find that really interesting because I've got a couple of teenagers, and they tend to hibernate. You know, they're at home and they just tend to go to their rooms and hibernate. So, if they struggle in isolation, What can we do as parents if they're at home instead of at university or school?
1: Look, I agree with you 100%, but but isolation in today's modern age does not necessarily mean physical isolation. So what I mean by that is that they can be sitting in their room and connecting to four or five different people and four or five different platforms all at the same time. And so are they truly isolated? That is the question. And and I have um, three teenage children myself. Uh, and, and so we have lots of chats about it. My wife or the and I about the concept of, um, are they hiding in there? What's going on in there? Uh, and then you come in and you can see just how genuinely connected they actually are. So, so that's where the, it's, it's it, the, the concept of isolation is more to do with, with them feeling alone than it is to do with physical or, or, uh, technology connect, I guess.
0: And and that's interesting, them feeling alone, because um, there is actually a statistic that loneliness is of more detriment to your mental health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day, which is really interesting. So why, if they're connected on all of these social media platforms, why would they be feeling alone? What would make them feel isolated?
1: Well, it, it's, it's a self-esteem thing as much as anything. And, and I guess that I'm dealing, and I was a, a teacher uh, for quite a long time, and, and now at Albie's for the last five years. I'm dealing with people between the ages of 18 and 22. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to talk about disconnect or, or concerns or mental health, I'm a pretty simple fellow, Claire, as you as you would well know. Um, there are three big areas, and I and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I don't have any background in this. So I don't I don't claim to know more than anybody else, and and I know. There's a lot of concept about or a lot of conversation about people who are predisposed to these sort of issues. But, but for me, there are three telling factors um, that I have seen in my time in education. And I, and once again, I'm incredibly fortunate that the kids do connect and, and in my role you would think that they wouldn't, but they genuinely do like to connect. And the three areas that I see people struggle with when you talk about isolation, one is aspiration. So um, young men and women who are really not sure if they're heading in the right direction or what their direction will be or where they are going to end up. And, and um, they're surrounded by success stories, for want of a better saying, and you've only got to go on LinkedIn or Facebook to hear how incredibly successful everyone's life is, um, which is ludicrous in itself. Uh, and, and so that aspiration is a huge thing. The second area that I, I see with young men and women and, and with teenagers who are transitioning to university, that, that's a tough one, is is circumstance. So when you come into a college environment or um, you're in a home environment or you're at a school environment and you're not feeling comfortable, safe or happy, or there's an event that has happened to you that has impacted on your welfare or your well-being, that um, that is a huge issue on people. And that's something that we really focus on is, is knowing they're feeling safe, valued and, and comfortable in their environment, whether it is at home, at school or at university. And the third area that, that I really notice as being a huge one It's a pretty simple one, Claire, and it's relationships. Uh, And so for me, simplifying it when you talk about mental health and areas to focus on, aspiration, relationships and situation or event are the three big areas. And if any of those are out of whack, for want of a better saying, um, there is obviously some issues for that that person. And I guess the favourite saying of mine, Claire, is that everybody rides the roller coaster. And for some people, the roller coaster is way up and way down Uh, and for others it's a little bit smoother and and so we're trying to everything that we do at Albies and everything that I do in conversations is try and smooth the roller coaster (laughs) And, yeah, and definitely. And and we're calling
0: it Yeah, we're calling it a Corona coaster at the moment. It is like a That's corona exactly right.: That's exactly right. Those three points are really, really well put for me. They really clarify for me, and I was thinking about my children when you were discussing those. So what can we mm. do um, as parents to actually recognize if our children have got those three things in their life, so that their roller coaster, their corona coaster, is a lot smoother?
1: We do. Yeah. So I'm going to start it with relationships, Claire, because if you have a positive relationship with your child um, or a student at a school or a college, if you have a positive relationship, you notice changes. Um, and those changes become pretty clear pretty quickly. Once again, I'm no expert here. So you're talking to a pretty simple fellow. But, but for me, um, I talk to, as an example, at so I talk to our cleaners who are beautiful people. And I, and I employ cleaners who connect with people because I say to them, if you've got a kid that's sleeping more often and you notice a change in that, in that pattern of sleep, if you've got a student who is not coming out of their room as often uh, to connect, or if you notice a student that, that goes into their shell a lot more than normal, it's that change in behaviour. Uh, and really, as a parent, um, even though it's hard because you're subjective and, you're, and you are massively emotionally invested in your child, it's still a, an ability to sit back objectively and think about their behavior and how their behavior is changing over a period of time. So, so that change in behavior is enormous clear. Well, it's funny because you've just brought back memories for me. I had the
0: best relationship with my cleaners on Middle B, um, Jude yeah. and Rube. So to all my friends, a shout out to all my friends from Middle B, remember Jude and Rube. I'm not sure if they were probably observing that. I think they were more gossiping yeah. and observing different yeah. <laughs> things.
1: Nothing's changed, Claire. Nothing's
0: <laughs> changed. But as a head yeah. of a college, I think it's great that you're actually lining your cleaners up to be spotting those signs and and looking out for those so that's relationship so
1: let's talk about the next one so as from an aspiration perspective um we as parents you would be able to see and as in my role it's pretty clear to look at results um and and results are um you can look at the the formal results but it's more important to look at the the ongoing results and not to be Seen to be prying, but certainly to be seen to be taking an interest. Um, And results really make a clearly a really clear statement to to people as to as to where their child is at and if they're invested in it, if they're passionate about it. You can see results are usually along those lines. And if the results are not, the kid wants to do something about it. (laughs) Um, And if if the results are not along those lines and they're not invested in it and they're not passionate about it, you can see that they're starting to. Well, they're fraying at the edges, aren't they? And they're starting to think about different things and starting to knock back themselves. Good.
0: Excellent. So that, that's really good for me as well, because all of our children have got different levels of aspirations. And so often we feel like we should be pushing and pushing and pushing them more. But I, I often say to my clients, you know, if you're passionate about something, you'll do well, you know? Yeah goes with our strengths. So that's absolutely brilliant. And let's go on to the third one, because I'm really, really thinking about my children here. So thank you very much.
1: That's all right. So we're talking about event um, or circumstance. And and for me, this is a really big one. Um, you know, uh, a great example is coronavirus, where your child um, is at home consistently, and, and or um, a student at our college is at home consistently, where they're they're in a circumstance or they're in an environment that they're unsettled in. And they're unsettled because they feel like they're missing out in a way. Mm. Uh, And it's about taking action on that and and thinking about ways to connect that child um, or that adolescent uh, to to others so that their circumstance seems less daunting um, and and less intimidating for want of a better saying. And if you add to further to that, the concept of event, um, event in some ways relates to relationships, Claire, where um, an event could be a major mishap. It could be an event that's had a huge impact on them that's to do with the relationship. It could be an event that, that has happened in their life that has affected their well-being, their mojo, for want of a better saying. Yeah. Uh, and, and that event is something that as, a, as, a, as an adult we need to pick up on um, and think about ways to to work the child through that event or the adolescent through that event. So. What I'm always doing at our is when I talk to our team, to our staff, we've got a great staff there, um, and, to, and to, I can include our leadership team at the college, is I'm always talking about opening conversations that are really, really positive, but also really engaged and connected and asking really simple questions um, to do with the really basic concept of are you okay? What happened on the week? What's happened this week? What's been going on? Uh, what are you looking forward to? And oftentimes you can pick up um, pretty quickly when something's not right. And, and you can work from that. And working from that is about investing in that relationship and taking the time to get to the bottom of it. Because you're not, no one's going to have the full toolkit. You know, no offence, Claire, not you or I or anybody. It's yeah. going to have the full toolkit to help. But certainly you've got a connect of people that can make a difference. Um, and that's where that event or circumstance needs to be enacted upon pretty quickly. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant advice
0: and opening up those conversations, which I'm actually promoting in the workplace, we need to be doing it with our teenagers as well. And I know myself, I'm not always the best person to open up the conversations. So I'm encouraging (laughs) conversations with their grandparents, with family, friends, people they look up to as well, my husband as well. It's having conversations with different people, just talking about their feelings. Well, thank you very much. all your advice. Um, I had lots and lots of questions for you and you've actually covered all the questions you've given (laughs) us, which is absolutely brilliant. So thank you, Jason. We're we're getting on to time now. So that's been brilliant insight. Um, I'm on LinkedIn with Jason. So if you want to ask Jason any more questions, get onto my LinkedIn page and I can connect you with Jason. Um, And next week, we're continuing with the youth theme and we've got um, our mental well-being and youth coach called Hannah Steiner who will be joining us and she's going to talk to us about spotting the signs of mental ill health in our teenagers are they just being a teenager or are there concerns which is really really hard to do as a parent so thank you very much for your time time does fly doesn't it on this and yep. um, we will hopefully we might see you again we'll bring you back so thank you very much
1: it's an honour to join you, Claire. Take it. Bye. Thank you.